everybody. Welcome to Passing Judgment, a podcast about politics, the law, a lot of things in between. I'm your host, Loyola Law School professor Jessica Levinson. I'm joined today by the show's co-host, Joe Armstrong, and we've got a lot of law, a lot of politics, a lot of whatever it is in between to talk about. So, Joe, do you want to give us the specifics? What is it today? Indeedy do. Hello, Jessica. Specifics. Today, we are going to talk about something I'm calling audit mania. Sounds like WrestleMania, in which three states have conducted or are conducting some kind of reassessment of the votes cast in the 2020 presidential election. The first of those three states, Jessica, let's start with Arizona, where a company called, and I can't believe I'm about to say this out loud, Cyber Ninjas, along with three other private firms, completed an audit of election results late this week. Let's remember that Joe Biden carried Arizona in last year's election, earning him the Grand Canyon state's 11 electoral college votes. But the Arizona Republican Party wasn't satisfied with reality and hired four audit firms, one of which was those cyber ninjas, to take a look at the ballots again. And they've been doing so since April of this year. Now, I'm grossly oversimplifying this situation, but can you please tell us more about how this played out? Yes, absolutely. And as a side note, Joe, I don't think you know this, but I was a huge professional wrestling fan when I was a very young girl. And I'm not totally proud of that, but I already shared it. And here we are. So let's go ahead and talk about something else we shouldn't be particularly proud of, which is this Arizona audit for all the listeners at home. I hope you can hear the air quotes when I say audit, because this is not something, in fact, we should be calling an audit because it gives it more credence than it's worth. Now, Joe, you mentioned that Biden won Arizona. He actually won by just over 10,000 votes. This was a very narrow victory that was confirmed by a hand recount. And he won Maricopa County by 45,000 votes. So that really was a huge win for him. And I believe the second largest voting district in the country. Now, President Trump as we saw throughout the post-election era, let's say, tried to overturn the election results in a variety of different ways. And one of them is he went to court, and I believe all of those suits, whether or not they were in state court or federal court, were all tossed out. And then the Trump campaign and his allies essentially have tried this different tack, which are these, I believe, phony audits, where they're conducted by people who are not in the business of election administration, and they have a very specific purpose. I was on TV talking about these audits yesterday, and the thing that I would really love listeners to remember is when you're looking at these audits, again, think about who's performing them. Is it somebody who has deep expertise in election administration? Is it an election administration official? Um, Or is it the cyber ninjas who appear to have no expertise in this area? And who's paying for it? Now, just because one side is paying for it doesn't mean that it loses all credibility. But we have to be able to evaluate whether or not it's a real audit by looking at these factors. And so what this audit, in fact, again, in air quotes, found is that Donald Trump did lose Arizona, and they actually found, uh, according to their count, which I don't think we should give any credence, that Biden um, picked up some votes in the net, that Biden actually netted some votes. Now, what did Maricopa County say about this? On Twitter, they said this review was, quote, littered with errors and faulty conclusions. 
And it is important to remember that Republicans were not actually united in supporting this audit. There were Republican officials, for instance, um, Trey Grayson, a Republican and former election official in Kentucky, when talking about the Arizona audit, said it was marked by, quote, bias and incompetence. And look, this is just was a highly partisan effort to try and overturn election results that we, in fact, know uh, had integrity, were not plagued by widespread fraud, and weren't otherwise corrupt. So that's where we are in Arizona, or at least where we are for the end of this particular chapter of the Arizona audit. All right, Jessica, I know there were four contractors that did that, air quote, audit in Arizona, but the one that got the most shine in the news, Cyber Ninjas, when you name your company Cyber Ninjas, you're going to draw some attention. It faced some criticism, as you said, for the way that they carried out this audit. What was it about their methodology that troubled people who studied elections or even the company itself? Were there questions about the company itself? Uh, Yes, yes, and yes. So this is a Florida-based firm. Uh, The owner of Cyber Ninjas, I understand, has peddled some of President Trump's conspiracy theories, false conspiracy theories about the election. And how did they undertake this audit? Well, in a way that showed that this is not a group of election administration officials. So there were allegations that they, in fact, marked the ballots with ink, which would, of course, actually damage the ballots. And in and of itself, that would be a problem, right? They're searching for a problem that doesn't exist, but creating a real problem. Uh, There were some reports that they were checking for bits of bamboo fiber on ballots because there was this conspiracy theory that there were forged ballots that might have come from Asia. I'm not making this up again. How many times can we say I'm not making this up in one episode? And as we talked about, you know, who was funding this, it looks like the reports indicate that it was largely groups that were tied, again, to President Trump's efforts to overturn a valid election. And um, for all of these reasons, I think it's good that we're reporting on this, but I think it's really important for people to be very careful about how they think about this in the sense that we shouldn't think of this as a new normal, even though I'm worried that it will be. And I hope it doesn't shake anyone's confidence in the elections in Arizona or anywhere else, Joe. All right. So all of this being said, right, I know that those results in Arizona came out at the end of this week, but is this really the end of the Arizona audit? Well, probably not. So the chair of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, a man named Jack Sellers, said in the media when asked, like, is this the end of the road? He said, I'm sure it won't be. He said, how could we cooperate with an inquiry that was led by people who have no idea how to run an election, let alone one in the second largest voting district in the United States? Um, And he said, basically, I think that the cyber ninjas are going to claim that we failed to cooperate. And so his response was, well, this is why we failed to cooperate. And I don't think it's actually the end of the road in terms of us questioning the cyber ninjas. So House Democrats have actually asked for their CEO, Doug Logan, to testify at a hearing in early October to discuss this, quote, questionable audit. 
All right, Jessica. So at least for our podcast, that wraps up Arizona. But let's move somewhere else in the States because this is not the only audit. We have three to talk about today. So not to be outdone, Texas, that's a state handily won by Donald Trump in 2020. Again, remember what I just said, Donald Trump won Texas in 2020, launched an audit of their own this week, but they're not going to recount all 11,149,473 votes cast in the Lone Star State in 2020. Now, Jessica, they say everything is bigger in Texas, but their audit specifically is not. Can you please tell us how and why that is? Yeah. So basically, and this is not something just that uh, President Trump and his supporters have done, but basically they are cherry picking certain Democratic leaning counties and performing a quote unquote audit in those counties. So it's really the four largest counties, Dallas, Harris, Tarrant, and Collin. And as you said, although former President Trump carried the state of Texas, current President Biden actually won three of those four counties. So, Joe, then what is this about? It's about shaking people's confidence, right? It's about, well, if there is an audit, then maybe there's something to it. Maybe there's something wrong here. Maybe I shouldn't have faith in the election. So, this can't truly be about overturning the 2020 election results. I mean, nobody has won a presidential election more times than President Biden has. This is about undermining our faith in our government, in our elections. And ultimately, I think it's about trying to give cover for Republicans to say we need restrictive voting laws. But Joe, we've talked about this. This is a bit of a high stakes game in the sense that when you tell people over and over again that they cannot trust elections, then why would they vote in them? And so for Republicans, this really could backfire. We see this audit in Arizona that we talked about, Texas that we're talking about right now. We'll talk about Pennsylvania in a minute. If you keep telling your base that there's something just desperately wrong with elections, you might turn them off. And so- Republicans are trying to thread a needle, I believe, in that they're trying to provide a reason for restrictive voting laws, but they can't go so far that their voters just don't show up. So this is a risky business, but clearly at least some in the party, we shouldn't say all Republicans, at least some in the party believe that they have enough to gain that it's worth it. I agree, Jessica. It could indeed backfire on Republicans because sowing distrust in elections is a blanket thing. They could run the risk of disenfranchising their very own voters. But Jessica, my next question is why? Why is Texas starting this process now? We're coming up on almost a year since the 2020 election. What is it that's happened now? What has changed? Well, what I'm sure is an entire coincidence I think it was, what, minutes, hours before the announcement of the audit, former President Trump publicly said that Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, a Republican, should launch this audit. And um, the Harris County Elections Administrator, a woman named Isabel Longoria, uh, said, quote, this audit was an attempt to delegitimize the 2020 election. And I would agree with her. And that that is what this is about. And Joe, we've kind of said this a number of times through the episode, but this is not normal. We're recording this episode at the end of September. Our election was in last November. This is not typically how we have or should run elections. 
Seems to me maybe this is some kind of love affair with Abbott and Trump. As my mother used to say, if Trump told Abbott to jump off a cliff, would he, Jessica? You know, that's one of the really interesting things in the post-Trump era, which is how much power he still holds over the Republican Party. I mean, I very incorrectly thought during his administration that there were a number of times where the Republican Party would just abandon him and say some version of, well, we don't want our tax cuts or our federal judges this much. But that moment really never came. Then I thought in the election and all the conspiracy theories that he peddled and or right after the election uh, when he was uh, supporting or his supporters were filing these frivolous lawsuits, okay, this will be the end, they know he's lost. And then uh, when there was an attempted coup, uh, when there was a, or I should say, when at the very least when there was an insurrection at the Capitol, um, I thought that would be the end of the Republican Party's support of President Trump. But they clearly believe that uh, the base is still with him, I think, and at least some members of the Republican Party um, still appear to be very much attuned to what his desires are. Right, Jessica. There's also the rumor mill. There is no small amount of consternation and difficulty between former Vice President Pence and former President Donald Trump, especially towards the end as that insurrection was happening. We all know that Mike Pence played a key role in certifying that election that put Joe Biden in the president's office. And perhaps Abbott's got some presidential aspirations himself. So we'll keep our ear to the ground and bring you any more rumors or substantiated facts that we hear coming out of that. And we'll all go through this ride together. But Jessica, let's move on to our last state of audit mania. This is Pennsylvania. Let's move to the north and the east where the Republican Party, that's in the swing state of Pennsylvania, has their own special term for their audit, and they call it a forensic audit. Biden carried Pennsylvania by more than 80,000 votes in 2020. So does anyone really believe that Trump can earn enough votes at this stage of the game, 10 almost months after the election, to flip that many votes and win this election? Setting aside that even if that somehow magically happened in that magical world, Trump would still only have 20 more electoral college votes, making the new total 244 for Biden and 234 for Trump, giving Biden the win that he already has. So, Jessica, is there anything appreciably different about Pennsylvania's audit? I know it is ongoing like Texas's, but what's different about Pennsylvania? No, it's a swing state. Does that have any impact on this? Yeah. So we're going to see more of this in the swing states. Again, I think to try and make people feel like they can't trust what happened or to try and bully people, to scare them. Um, It's the same flavor. I mean, so the state attorney general in Pennsylvania described this as a, quote, sham audit. And let's remember that what they're asking for here in Pennsylvania, a lot of this information is already public. A lot of this information has already gone through a process of being verified. These votes have already been verified. And a lot of this information has already been subject to lawsuits that were dismissed because there was just no there there. So I, I, Yes, it's the same. It's different. It's part of an overall strategy that listeners were going to continue to see. It's not just about 2020. Of course, it's mostly not about 2020. It's mostly about 2022, 2024, and shaking our confidence. And that's why we try and talk through these issues and um, and talk through, frankly, ways to know whether or not these are legitimate efforts. 
Right, Jessica, I don't want to be daft here and draw a big straight line with a crayon or maybe a Sharpie, but it seems to me that the motive behind all these audits doesn't actually have anything to do with ballots or the Electoral College. It seems to me this is about the next election instead of the last election. Absolutely. And the election after that and the election after that. All right, Jessica, regardless what happens, we will talk about it here on Passing Judgment. And thank you for doing so with me. Thank you. And I know for some people, it probably just feels exhausting. Like we talked about this, we talked about it again, and we just want everybody to be informed consumers and to be on alert for what we think is going to happen next. So Joe, on that note, happy day to you and happy day to our listeners. Absolutely. Thank you, Jessica. You can find you, as always, on Twitter and Instagram at Levinson Jessica, and also on your TV set most nights. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at InDepthDay and also at InDepthDay.com. You can find our podcast, Passing Judgment, on Twitter at PassJudgmentPod and on Instagram at PassingJudgmentPod. Thank you ever so much for listening, everybody. Stay engaged, stay informed, and we will talk to you soon.